Hey people, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And, and this, this is season four of Better Let Me Tell You. residency because of muscle spasms i don't know why i find that funny because it is because you're just picturing her just being like oh there it goes again oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, did you feel that did you, feel did you see muscle spasm look 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 oh spasm <laughs> muscle spasms and all everybody <laughs> welcome to pero let me tell you episode number 179 my gosh finally we're still we're, we're, the, we're still in the 170s but we're almost out light of at the end of the tunnel although it could be a train how is everybody? Happy Friday. I think everybody's good. Happy Friday. Yeah. It's Friday night. And the mood is right. We're going to have some fun. Show, show you, you how, how it's done. done. T-G-I-F. Um, hello, everyone. Yes. Uh, no, we were just like talking now because we, we read in the news that Celine Dion is postponing her another Vegas residency. <laughs> well, why not? Why not do another residency? She This is what, her third one? Sure. I, I, I'm, I've lost count. I think I think that the other ones had like you know 25 legs. That's why I'm like sure because I think I feel like a new day. I remember when a new day started. She had her hair like really short, right? And by the time it ended, she was like Rapunzel. Yeah. Right. So it was like on the 25th leg, you saw her hair growing. You know, that's how you tell time in Vegas by Celine's hair. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I. I can't say I'm a huge Celine Dion fan. I like I like her. Right, right, right. I like her, and she's super talented, and I love My Heart Will Go On. And right. there's a lot of songs of hers that I like, but I wouldn't consider myself like a, a super uh, Celine right. Dion fan. Right, right. Um, but I would like to go see her in Vegas because I feel she live is fantastic. Because I feel she's one of those like people that you want to have under the belt that yes. you saw live. Yes. And you know what? She delivers. Yeah. When I told you about when I saw her on her tour, what was the, the tour that the tickets went on sale like two years before? I think it's most of her tours. Yeah, like, well, you know the tour I'm talking about. Like, it was everything I wanted and more. What is it she said? I remember you said that she said really funny in that one. Because, okay, so she was being Celine, obviously, mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. But, you know, the beauty of Celine is she's got this beautiful voice and all that. But as we all know, she doesn't take herself seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, she knows that she's a nerd and a, and a total dork, and she embraces it. And as a result of that, she gives what we all love, well, most of us love when we go to concerts, which is patter. Mm-hmm. And it's not canned, like, you know, thank you, Miami, good night. Like, you know, it's so wonderful to be here. No, she's, like, authentically just, you know, improving or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she's, like, this is, like, midway through the show. And she's like, you know, oh, Miami, oh, you know, I love coming to Miami, you know, I, and you know, I, cause, well, of course, I love to come here and be with my friend Gloria, you know, Gl- Gloria, you are there, right? Yes, hey, come on, Chiquimari, we do la conga, but she did, like, the dance. Mm-hmm. I love Celine Dion, but there's nothing sexy about Celine Dion, mm-hmm. and part of that is because she has the body diameter of six toothpicks glued together, mm-hmm. And just to see all that, like, bone and limbs shaking was probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen in concert. But she does, you know, with things draping from her. and you know, No, she was wearing, like, a, a suit, like a, like a little jacket oh, oh, and thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, again, it was the Celine of it all. And, that's, yeah. and that is why you go. She's a total package. That is why you go. 
throw it back in. Yeah, I mean, there's people I feel that, like, you want to have... Well, I do. You want to have, like, in the roster. That's yeah. why, like, a few years ago, we went to see Dolly Parton. Because I, like... I, I can't say I love Dolly Parton, the woman, and, the, like, the legend. Everything she stands for. But I can't yeah. say... I, I don't think I own any Dolly Parton CDs. I have a few of her songs on my iTunes. Um... But I and I love everything she is and represents and what she means. But she's somebody that even if I don't know her catalog or know it extensively enough to know all the songs she's singing in concert, like I feel she's somebody I wanted to have in like my you know my catalog of people that I've seen live. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Plus, she's a great storyteller. Yeah. And so that that again, you go see Dolly, even if she's telling the same story she's been telling for years, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. (laughs) Because she speaks so genuinely. Yeah, I do like that song of hers. That what is it called? That Joseph Technicolor coat. Um, the 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 coat of many colors. Okay. Yes, Joseph and the Technicolor Dream Coat is a musical. <laughs> okay, I knew it was a coat, and yes. I knew it had colors. Yes, that starred Donny Osmond as Joseph oh. at one point. Oh, him. Yes, but the coat of many colors is is. I mean, she wrote it with that in mind. Uh, you know what? Those, are, those are two people that I don't need to see live. Donny Marie. I don't need to see Donny Marie. You know what? I guess they're not coming on the show. Damn it! I just find they're so. I had Marie booked for next month. They're so be cool. Like, you know what? I don't. I don't mind them. They don't. They don't bother me. You know what? They were part of their time. Do you, want to, do you want to know something really funny? So, okay, again, Cuban, you know. Love it. Cuban. Um, my parents didn't listen to any popular music. Yeah, that's true. Whatsoever. That's true. Um, a, when Old Dirty Bastard ODB came out with the remix of Fantasy by Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. they goes, I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rockin'. In, yeah, in yeah, the, yeah, yeah. In the rap, yeah. I didn't know the reference. You didn't know that that was referencing Donnie Marie? No. Cuba, like... <laughs> See, I did. You know? no, Like, why would I have known that? Like... My parents didn't listen to Donnie and Marie. They listened to Maria Teresa y Danilo, but not to Donnie and Marie. They li- Almost the same thing. They listened to Hansel and Raul, you know. Almost the same thing. Y Nelson Ned. Nelson Ned. Oh, yeah, Nelson Ned is on tour. He's alive? He is. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. When when my when, when I, one of my cousins was, like, very, very little, we used to call him Nelson Ned because his head was so much bigger than his body. And he was short. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was little. Yeah. It's funny because growing up, um, peluqueria rock, peluqueria rock, it, yes, yes. In in my in my household, it was like Rocio Durcar y Rocio Jurado. Oh, those were the two Rocio ones. squared. Those were the two big ones that my parents used to listen <laughs> to. And I've told you, my favorite song in in the Spanish language. Wow, that's a, a bit. That's a big, broad. It's a big bold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is La Gata bajo la lluvia by Rocio Durcar. Well, one of That's my, my jam. Well, one of my favorite moments ever with you is it has to do with that song. When I was inebriated, yes. I sang the song. And and I, you sang the song at the top of your lungs. And that was me. That's such a great song. And that's <laughs> that song to me is so nostalgic. Hey, who did I sing that with recently? Ya lo ves, la vida es así. Tú te vas y yo me quedo aquí. She's passed away, right? Yeah. Rocío Ducat y Rocío Jurado died in the same year. Really? Yeah. Was there something happening with Rocio's? Yeah. They were like a big deal. Wow. They were a big deal. And you know... Her daughter is... Rocio Ducat has a daughter that sings, Yeah, she has a daughter that Shayla, no? I forgot her name. And she tried to sing for a few years. I haven't seen her again. Um, 
but she was great and like i like all her songs oh my gosh you know in my house like many people who we used to listen to and i still listen to i freaking love his songs Eh, Jose Luis Rodríguez, el Puma. El Puma, claro. El Puma. El Puma. Like, hello. El Puma was like the epitome of 80s sex yeah. symbol. Toco madera. No vuelvo junto a ti. That lustrous hair. Just, you know, it looked soft but hard at the chévere, same time. Chévere, chévere, chévere. Ah, ah. Ah, ah. He, I mean, he has a song about a peacock. So does Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, it was Julio Iglesias. But well, I never liked Julio Iglesias. I mean, Julio Iglesias is just like... One of those legends, like iconic, but yeah. Do you remember who used to like Julio Iglesias? Dorothy. <laughs> oh, on the Golden Girls. On the Golden Girls. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he showed up. He cameoed. Yeah. Yes, he did. A las americanas le encantaba Julio Iglesias. Las americanas mayores in the 80s. Because you know what? He was the, well, number one, he was the only like Latino guy to do the crossover at that point, quote unquote. He had the song with Willie Nelson. So obviously he was played on English radio and he spoke English. Yeah, but he also It was had, different than now. He also had that, that fictitious Latin lover yeah. kind of thing going on for him. Yeah, very Not like, Ru- fictitious. Yeah, very Rudolph Valentino. Um, like, yeah. That, like it was Italian. you know, the white women loved. You yes. Know. These were also the, the same. The persona. This, these were also the same white women that loved Michael Bolton. But, you know. This is true. They just they just like male cleavage, apparently. The, I mean, look, the thing with Michael Bolton is that Michael Bolton did sing well. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You can't take away his, his, his talent. You know, his talent. But, yeah, it's the same women. But, nah, but those songs, like. Growing up, those Spanish songs were so they were so good, and of course, of course, we can't have a conversation of old school Spanish music without talking about Pimpinella. Well, Pimpinella, <laughs> Pimpinella is great. They released a song. Uh, I think it was either last year or earlier this year. Oh yeah, about like you know COVID or something. They released a song about COVID. Well, not like about COVID, but you know how like everybody was all like trying to create the next Imagine mm-hmm. during COVID. Yeah, they did one. Oh, it's a feel good song yeah. about world unity. Yeah, Pimpinella, the same people that pegada vuelta. Well, yeah. I mean, after you've left, you got to come back. Okay. I want to change the topic for a second, though. I always thought they were married. Well, because all their songs... I mean, it's very hard for a brother and sister, unless I guess you're Donnie and Marie, to sing, you know, non-romantic oh my songs. God. When my brother and my sister-in-law got married... She has two brothers, and they sang, they danced at their wedding. Hermanos. Hermanos by Pimpinela. And I was like, oh my God, this has to be like the worst song I've ever heard. Oh yeah, it's not a good song. It's awful. It is not it's good. awful. I'd rather they sing about incestuous things <laughs> like, like than hear that song. Like, it's like, can I don't know. Yeah. Can you put on a Marilyn Manson song? Like, Again, I'd rather they sing about being a couple than about being brother and sister. Beautiful people. Beautiful people. <laughs> Such a wonderful song. <laughs> But I have to ask, because we've gotten many people asking, many people leaving comments, many people sending us DMs. About? And I know what happened, but I need you to tell our listeners about what happened with your cake for your birthday. <gasps> oh my god, my cake for my... Thank you so much for bringing it up. I mean, we got people like legit sending you DMs being okay, like, Okay, listeners. So, sit down. <laughs> bueno, if you're driving. You're already sitting. sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy your coffee. Enjoy your coffee. I'm about to tell you a story. Yeah. <laughs> so, as Ish said, I'm so glad you brought this up because I was this was not on my radar. Um, anyway, 
Really? Uh, because much like Radar, this is the second episode we talk about it. Right. No, but I wasn't going to do a follow-up. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay? Yeah. So, so yes, if it was in the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked about it was my birthday this past weekend. Happy birthday to all of you, those of you who sent me birthday wishes. Thank you so much. Um, and, yeah, as you said, some people DM'd me because last week I was talking about how my parents... After 30 years. After <laughs> many, 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 many years, never get me the right cake. Never. And what happened this year... Despite the fact that they were always getting you the right cake. They got me the right cake Growing when I was a up. kid and teenager. Right, right. But something happened when I moved to Michigan <laughs> when I was, like, 23. Something happened. Something happened. That there was, like, a reset. Like, there was, like... And a, they forgot Publix cake there was completely. Like, there was, like, a factory a reset. factory reset. That's, that's perfect. Yes. <laughs> that then they was like, "What? You like Publix cake? Like, What's a Publix cake?" Right, right. If you look at all my pictures <laughs> from all my birthday parties, I have the same damn Publix cake, right, with the balloons, yes, you know. Yeah. But all of a sudden, yes, there was a factory reset. Right. So, so my mom calls me on on Thursday, the day before my birthday, and she's like, "I," because my parents always like to get me the cake, but many years, hmm. some years, in order to curtail this kerfuffle right um i just get the cake myself it's right? quicker so but they do like to get me the cake so my mom calls me the day before my birthday ay ay estoy atariada and i'm like what happened no porque yo sé que a ti te gusta el que esa de la mujer que hace la que el que de la, de la boda and i'm like era or lucila Right. Because if you remember, like listeners, especially from Miami, from South in the early 2000s, here in South Florida, in Dade, in Miami Dade, yeah. the cakes from Eda and the cakes from Lucila were the bomb. It was all the rage. It, it, everybody, no matter what it was, had a cake from yeah. Eda and Lucila. Yeah. And then it kind of toppled, you know, like it kind of leveled off, like things leveled do. off. But I still love their cakes. Right. And my mom's like, no, porque yo sé que a ti te gusta el cake de fresa que hace la mujer esa de la boda. I'm like, first of all, you're talking about. Uh, cake designed by Edda. Second of all, you're talking about I've, a cake that doesn't exist. I've never ordered a cake from her from Strawberry. with strawberries. I always order the standard right. vanilla rum cake with the buttercream. Call it a day. Call it a day, right? But I told her, no te complique. Get me a Publix cake. Ay, ay, pero desde cuando a ti te gusta el Publix el cake de poli tanto? And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> We had this. We had the same discussion three hundred and sixty four days ago. Like, how? Like, how? And so I'm like, to to evitar el problema, you so sent a I, screenshot. I tell my parents, I am going to text you on WhatsApp what I want. So I went to Publix.com. This was not from Google. This was right, not right. from anywhere. I went directly to the source. Right. I went to their decorated cakes and I found the cake that I wanted. I wanted the cake of the Mandalorian. Which I told you. That's wishful thinking on your part. You thought you were going to I wanted cake. the cake of the Mandalorian <laughs> with Grogu on it. That is what I wanted. I took a screenshot of the damn cake. And from, you wrote. From Publix.com. I did a screenshot. I texted to my father on Google, and so he gets the picture. And under the picture, I put quarter sheet cake, right? Half vanilla, half chocolate, right? You know, cake, yeah, with buttercream frosting. It could have not been easier and more direct. We had a picture. And we had clear instructions. So my dad gets it. They could have literally just handed the phone I to the baker. No, I told my dad, don't speak. When you get to the bakery, <laughs> don't talk to them. Just give them your phone and be like, this is what I want. Big one, Stefani. No hables. No hables. Because when you start talking, it's going to be complicated. 
Right? Okay? <laughs> my birthday comes. And I see my dad coming in with a square box. And I'm like, huh. That's not rectangular. That's not a quarter. That's not, not a, a quarter, quarter sheet cake. cake. No, hmm. no. But at that moment, I was doing something. And I'm like, hmm, I'm going to pick that battle a little later. <laughs> so that when I go see, I'm like, okay. I'm going to go look at the cake because we're going to sing happy birthday. I'm like, they got me the wrong cake. They got me a round vanilla cake. It was from Publix. It, okay, so step one. At least, at least we're, we're making progress. Got, but it was a round vanilla cake. And I tell my dad, look, at this point in time, I'm not mad. That's great. This just adds to the story. And this, now we have more content. We have more for, content. For the podcast. And yeah. then next year, it's going to be even bigger. Better. Yes, right? exactly. Exactly. Right? Next year, they're going to bring me, you know, like, I don't know, a Danish <laughs> with a candle on it. Right? That would be great. <laughs> Hey, they're like, yo no sé, yo te traje este Danish. Well, my mom bought me corn muffins one This year. is true. Danish is closer to cake than corn muffins. Right. So, I mean, the only thing yeah. under corn muffins is if she brings me, I don't know, wheat bread from the bakery. <laughs> <laughs> or a baguette. And she's like, oh, I thought that's what you wanted. You wanted something from the Publix bakery. Here's a baguette. <laughs> I mean, at the, at the rate we're going. This is, yeah, this is, there's, only, there's nowhere so, to go but down. So, I'm like, I was like, okay, first off. I'm not mad. I, I actually kind of love this, right? I love yeah. that. Despite the fact that I sent you a stock picture from the public website, from the public's web, website, yeah. with very concise, brief directions of what I wanted, nope. you still got it completely wrong. And not even the right flavor. And then not even the right flavor. And then, because for a second, I thought, you know what? Maybe they gave him the wrong cake. Well, but it says your name on it. But the cake said my name on it. Right. What and I it was correctly okay. spelled. What I think happens is that they probably, again, your parents completely dismissed all of your directions. Right. Number one, that's what happened. But number two, I'm sure that they went and they were like, I necesito un cake. Y la señora atrás del baker le dijo, bueno, ¿para pa cuánta gente va a ser? And they did a quick count. And they're like, bueno, como por siete. And that's why you got the small round cake. Now, the fact that you thought your parents were going to get you a Mandalorian cake that is the part that I love. I sent them a stock picture okay. from the public's you, website. No. Screenshot. No. What? Have you not met your mother? Have <laughs> I not met my You know that she took one look at that cake and she's like, Ay, pero eso no es de felicidades del cumpleaños. Eso está yeah. medio feo. Yeah. No, unos globitos. Los globitos son lindos. Esa cosa verde. Esa cosa verde. Yo no entiendo. So, no me gusta. <laughs> so you were not going to get the Mandalorian cake. <laughs> y menos mal que you had the Muppet on there. Because if you had had the actual Mandalorian with the mask, she probably would have said you were satanic. <laughs> <laughs> so next year, I'm just going to keep it going. Next year, I want to see what they come up with. Give them no direction. I'm going to end up with a baguette. No, give them zero direction. Just be like, you know what? Comprame cake que ustedes piensen que yo quiero and see what happens. You probably went up with Pudinita Promático. No, un brazo gitano. <laughs> un brazo gitano. And then, ah, ¿tú no te gusta el brazo gitano? Pero I thought you loved brazo gitano. I'm like, no, I've actually kind of said my entire life that I hated fucking brazo gitano. It's great. It's great. <laughs> And they'll probably go to like a Cuban bakery. Oh to no! Get it, yeah. Oh yeah! You can, you're not gonna go to Publix for a brazo gitano. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're no. gonna go to like because cake in, in 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 a in a, in Publix, it's a it's a roll. It's a yeah, it's like a jelly roll type thing. Yes. Uh, the cake roll, right? Huh? No, un brazo gitano. It's not a brazo gitano. Yeah. Or they'll bring me a cappuccino cake or some shit like that, and I'll be like, oh my god. You know, I like cappuccinos, but not as like a big cake. I like the little thing, yeah. like the little. So yeah, no, I wasn't mad. I'm like, you know, 
I was like, we just talked about this in the podcast. And like, you just, it's another cake fail. But I sort of love it. It's great. It's oh, like, no, no, it's wonderful. I mean, because if they would have gotten it right, a part of me would have been, a little part of me would have been disappointed. Because there's no fun. Yeah, but it's true what you say, that silly me for thinking that even though I sent them a picture. Right. So so listeners, the ones who wanted a follow-up on the yes. cake. There you go. Nope, didn't no. get the cake. No cake. Did not get the cake. You saw the cake I ended up with, right? I did. It was very lovely. It was a nice little cake. It was, a nice it little was, standard public It was, it was standard, cake. you know, and yeah. I'm sure it was delicious. Yeah. But it was not what you had... Not, directed them to get. They even got the wrong flavor. They even got the wrong flavor. <laughs> you saw the text. I not only saw the text. The thing with see, and here's the thing with the whole like half and half, right? To me, if somebody asks me at the at the bakery like what flavor, and I don't know, I will go with the half and half mm-hmm. because my theory is at least you'll like one part of the cake, right? Makes but, sense. But no, they just like they probably ask them guess what, and they're like, oh, you don't say I need. <laughs> But it's funny because knowing how my mom thinks, what you say is true. Because my my dad's like, no, el muchacho eh, escribió todo. And I'm like, escribió todo, but what was the source? Right. Yeah. He didn't write it from the phone. Right. It was relayed. And and knowing because I know my people, that's why I told my dad, no hables, dale teléfono. <laughs> Because somebody who works at the bakery will see the instructions and get them. They'll see the picture. They'll see the picture. They'll see the picture. They'll be like, quarter, quarter cake. The most they will ask is the flavor. Right. Quarter cake, quarter sheet, digo. See, Mandalorian, whatever. Boom, 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 boom. Boom. 30 seconds, they'll take. The the person in the bakery will know. That's why I told him, don't talk. No hables. (laughs) The only thing you need to give is your phone number. And happy birthday, Darian. You write my name. But no hables, because the moment you open your mouth, we're going to end up with a round... (laughs) We're going to end up with corn muffins. Vanilla cake. Or we're going to end up with corn muffins. People, as I said last week, one year when I was flying home from Michigan, That's my great. mom's like, ay, que tu quieres? And I'm like, please get me a Publix cake. Because when I was in Michigan, we didn't have Publix. And that's all I craved was freaking Publix. The two, the two things I craved were Publix and Chicken Kitchen. Okay, fair enough. Because they don't have chicken kitchen in the right, Midwest. Right, yeah. That's all I craved. So imagine I would have I would have daydreams and fantasies of a of <laughs> chop, a chop chop, chop a with extra curry and a side of Publix cake. I, oh my god! Like that's all I wanted in life. Very simple. Well, that's why I say my people know me. When you went to visit <laughs> me the first time, what did you bring me? A Publix a cake. A Publix cake. You know. But nope, my parents can't get it right. <laughs> that's great. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> So let's see what next year brings. Ooh, we have a whole year to, to ponder. <laughs> I think I'm going to do it like next year. I'm going to do the same thing. You know, there'll, maybe there'll be some updated Star Wars. Uh, okay, right. Some new property. Right, right, right. And I think I'm going to do it again. I'm going to send another screenshot with. <laughs> send it with Darth Vader. I've already had the Darth Vader one. I don't okay. remember a few years back. I don't remember. Yeah. That, it's like the mask on the cake. It's really cool, oh, actually. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do it with like, the same directions and all that. See what we get. Well, you'll you'll find out, listeners. Maybe we'll end up with like you know the raspberry elegance cake, <laughs> which is really good. It is really good, but, but you it's know. not what you want, right? So, anyway, so I wanted to bring something up on the podcast that I saw this week mm-hmm. that just it sort of blows my mind because I don't know if in 179 episodes our listeners have picked up. At the fact that I'm sort of allergic, like really allergic to groupthink mentality. Slightly. Like, I run away from it like the plague. And there's so many types of groupthink mentality, right? right? Um, and I just, 
I hate it. I hate it to be surrounded by people who like all think the same thing. Like I just, I could see it a mile away and I start itching. <laughs> Or getting muscle spasms like and, uh, Celine. Like Celine, yes. Oh, like the group thing mentality. Have you heard of LuLaRoe? I feel like I heard something, but I don't know what it is. And I don't I haven't okay. I haven't really so, scratched the surface. Amazon. Okay. Actually, Jose was the one who told me about this. Oh, that documentary, but I, yes. I haven't seen it. So Amazon did Remember, a we have documentary separate apartments. He watches things. That a documentary. On it's, the documentary is called Lula Rich, mm-hmm. but it's based on Lula Row, okay, which is a clothing company like leggings and stuff. Leggings. Okay, so the documentary is pretty much saying that um, Lula Row um, is a pyramid scheme. Okay, right. So it's basically new... basically how, how how it happened was that a new Herbalife. These this couple, this woman, mm-hmm. and then her husband, they started selling these skirts, these ugly ass skirts, and um, because they're all like heavily patterned. Okay, right, it's different I'm, patterns. I'm, I'm gonna look it up while you're while you're talking. I'm and um, it's Lu L U L-U. like Lululemon, but Lula, right? Lula Ro R O E O E. Okay. So then. The story goes that she says is that she started selling these skirts and everybody wanted to appeal. You know, everybody's like, "Oh my god, where did you get your skirt?" Oh yeah, they are like, "Wow, that's hideous." That's so so that's anyway. A lot of pattern. So anyway, and then you know, one thing led to another. She's like, "Oh, wouldn't it be a great idea if like you know, women can like sell the clothing and they could buy it from me in wholesale and then they sell it in re- for retail and then you know you could." Have, have your, your own, own business. shop, right? And you could be a, a hashtag girl boss, hashtag, right. you know, uh, boss babe, right, hashtag right. women in power, you know, all that bullshit. Right. That's not bullshit, but you know, all that right, 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 right. woman empowerment, media. social media crap right. to really lure you in for something right. else. So, um, so she said they set up LuLaRoe and what they were selling were leggings. Now, my first question is these leggings are absolutely hideous. <laughs> they are not like, cute. They are hideous. I don't understand who would wear them because they are absolutely hideous. And the company from 2013 to like 2017 was worth billions of dollars with a I'd B. I've never heard of them. With a B. And then. All these women, especially like any pyramid scheme, the ones who cash in, who get into it first, first, yeah. make the most money. Claro. So to buy in, it was like it was anywhere between five to like twelve thousand dollars to buy in. So it's almost like a franchise type situation. Well, yes. franchises are more expensive, but I mean, in the, it's well, yes and no because in a franchise you own a brick and mortar. That's Here, true. You're just selling the you're clothes. Just buying that the clothes, you, yeah, yeah, right. Um, like any pyramid scheme, you make money by recruiting other people who are under you. Right. And then for them to recruit other people and so they on. They place the order so with you and, so and then you place the order with them. So, so what happened was that um, the company kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And I think by 2017, they had over 100,000 women selling Lululemon around the country. So. I never heard of this. So. God. The. There are a few things that I took away from this documentary. And listeners, I don't know, maybe you've heard about LuLaRoe. Because what would happen is that they would have LuLaRoe parties. Like, like Tupperware parties. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, I come to my house and, you know, I'll look at all the leggings I had. And then what happened is that a lot of these women would get 
um, a room in their house and turn it kind of into a boutique. Okay. And then they would have parties there and like, you know, socials where they'd go and see these awful, hideous Can't leggings. stress enough. You know, and oh my God, I love this. Look at that. First of all, what I took away from it is that like, these were all white women. They were all white women that looked the same. And then the um, owners of the company wanted the women to look a certain way so especially their top sellers or their top people so they want to like, they would take them to tijuana to get like gastric bypass surgery what yeah they would take them to tijuana and then um they would give like the top sellers like this gold watch so they could post it on well Instagram. right yeah. and then they would want them to buy like louis vuitton bags and all that stuff so they wanted so they them to have show, a certain look right so they could show like what being a boss babe is all about and all that wow stuff. so here's where it gets really weird oh it's weird already they would go on cruise they would freaking charter the harm the allure of the seas which is like the world's largest cruise ship Right, well, they had the money, I guess, yeah. And they would charter it, and all these like women would go to hang around Lularo and like uh, you know the Lularo family, and these are my sisters. And I'm like, you was fucking- it like a retreat? No, it was like they had conventions. They even in one of their concerts they had Katy Perry, and in another one they paid uh, Kelly Clarkson to sing at one of their conventions. Wow, there was a convention that they spent like thirty million dollars in. Yeah, in between Katy Perry, they rented an entire arena. Jeez, Elise. it's crazy. And like all these women would like, oh my god, because this is my family and these are my people. And I'm like, you're just people that sell ugly sweatpants, like at best. Yeah. And so again, it's like that groupthink mentality that I don't understand. I've never understood. Like that. I don't understand. It's like why do you think that you are BFFs by with people that like sell ugly like just by virtue of sharing. Legwear. Of sharing a, a business. And, and they're all white. So here is what I found hilarious. This person is worth watching the documentary. Okay. So in their corporate headquarters, they would do the onboarding. And sometimes it would take like two to three weeks after you put in your money to be onboarded because of the demand. Oh, and like, like these women list. were going, there was a waiting list. These women were going crazy, crazy waiting to be onboarding. See, one time they had like an event that they're like, oh, we're gonna have an event, and we're gonna have people. We're gonna make an event, and we're gonna make the event a lottery where we're gonna like ten women, mm-hmm. and it was all women, like yeah. ten women. We're gonna have this event, and we're gonna um, pick them, and they don't have to wait for the onboarding. And okay. thousands of women came, and they paid their own way just to be there for the lottery, to, right? Just to be onboarded. Anyway. One of the people who did the onboarding, so she worked in the office. She was okay. not a distributor or a seller or anything okay. like that. She was corporate. Yes. She she thought it was fucking crazy, but it was a paycheck, right? Yeah. She, was a, she had a salary. It was Happens a Happens to the best of us. Right? So she just went in and did her job. You know, she was a black woman, and she was very good at her job of onboarding people. Right. So all these, like, mega cruises, you know, when they would, you know, uh, charter the allure of the seas. Right. She's like, you know, I got invited to those cruises, but there's something about being stuck on a boat with all these white women all these white people she's like don't get me wrong i love white people to death but no 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 not these I, no 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 not no, no. these white i'll women. see you when you get back have a great time so i'm like she she she, she knew was what was going it. on yeah she was yeah. on it she was not having it, it. it was it, like listeners it's it's a quick watch it's like four parts oh they're like i think 40 minutes it's on amazon it's on amazon but it's it is mind-boggling and and then you know the same thing goes on with like 
people that, you know, we've talked about that here that sell Herbalife, right? right? I don't get this Herbalife cult. Like, okay, they have these products. The products are... It's nothing against a product. I've actually tried the Herbalife products. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, no better, no worse than any uh, it's, product. It's your average product. You could get a GNC or whatever, right? right? But what I think is funny is the people that's like, I live in Herbalife lifestyle. And I only, you know, you see them hanging out with like all these other coaches. And they go to these retreats and these conventions. I'm like, you just fucking sell batidos. Like, que lifestyle, que lifestyle. I mean, if you want to be healthy and be fit and promote a healthy lifestyle, that's great. Okay, that's the t-shirt, by the way. What? Just you. Herbalife. Like, you like, only sell about you, you bro. Sell, you only sell fucking about the Eagles. <laughs> that's what you do. You Like, do not vende favor, are you going to come and tell me that you're this freaking lifestyle and, like, mindset? It's a mindset. It's a mindset to drink Herbalife. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, What? What? Like, what is wrong with people? Like, I don't know. What do you like, think it is? I don't know. I don't know what it what is. What do you think I don't, it is? You because... know what? I don't know what it is because, again, I'm so anti that. And I've, fair all, enough. I've always been F- that. Fair enough. And you have. But, you know, and, and whatever. I mean, I'm sure that some people, to a degree, you know, the more you hang out with certain friends, you know, you guys start to think similarly, if not completely alike. No, and whatever. I said similar, not alike. So, you know, I understand that, like, obviously, if you're around, you know, People for years and years and years, there's a reason you're friends, right? It's because you do have similar points of view and, and what have you. But like you said, it's one of these situations where it's like, well, I work here now. So now you're my life and you're my best friend. Yeah. How does that happen? But it's not even that you're your best friend because look, I've I've worked in, in a lot of places and I've developed really good friendships with right, people that I've right, worked right. with that I still have, right? Years later. That is one thing. Another thing is like... Well, your world revolves around that. No, but another thing is to drink the Kool-Aid. That's what I mean. Like, it's another thing your world revolves the, around that thing. That, you know... I'll never forget when I worked at ADP. And this is like a little bit different. Like, I had this co-worker who was a total brown noser. And I remember he was like, do you know the ADP mission statement? And I'm like... I didn't mm. even know we had a mission statement. And he's like, I say the mission statement every day when I before oh, I go to how work. Sad. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you, man? Like that is... And mind you, I loved working for that company, ADP. It was right, a right, great right. company to work for. Right, I, but it's those people. It's one of like... the best jobs I've ever yeah. done had and great place to work with. But I didn't need to like say the mantra you know, or the mission statement. Every the day. mission statement every morning. But he said it so proudly. I'm like, you know, you're the type that would probably, you know, you probably got into Herbal Life at one point. <laughs> he's <laughs> probably selling Herbal Life now. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get that group thing. Why would I want to go on a cruise with other people that sell leggings? And ju- and and that's all you have in common. Yeah. At the end of the day, that yeah. really is the only thing you have in common. I like it's insane to me. Insane, but you know whatever. But then I got I don't sell Lularue or Herbalife. That's so, true. So you know, and I'm also not a realtor. Well, everybody in Miami's a realtor. Everybody in Miami's a realtor. I love how everybody in Miami's a realtor and everybody's killing it. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, there's not that much real estate to go around. Yeah. I mean, no, but it's like, you go to any real estate. Per- yeah, any nobody's having a hard time. I'm killing it, bro. I'm killing it. And I'm like, okay. Like, good for you? Good, kill it. Good for you. You slaughter it. You slaughter it. So, <laughs> I wonder. I mean, we've joked around this before on, on several episodes. Like... I wonder, like the I don't know per capita of real real, real realtors at real estate. 
<laughs> are we talking people who are who have the certification or people who are active? Well, both. Because I'm saying it's a big number. Either yeah. way, but. I've never quite understood why realist realtors take like sexy pictures or like very like distinguished pictures. I'm like, dude, you just sell houses. houses. Yeah. Like, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's like you're just like the other one. My that's selling those. You're selling houses, and no hate to realtors. Listen, I but I don't I tried, I, but I don't need you to look sexy. For, for many years, I tried to get a real estate license. I just never ended up taking the test. But I even studied for it and all that. And I went to Gold Coast like everybody else to take the classes. Um, I just never ended up taking the test. Um, so no hate to the profession, right? Not at all. But I just think it's so funny that so many people like. Take it so seriously to the point that they are a. I am a realtor. I have a capital R. And I'm like, but you sell houses. Like, why should that define who you are? No, Darian. No, they sell dreams. I guess you're right. Just like LuLaRue sells tights. Sells no, they sell lifestyle and activity. Yes, and it empowers women. How exactly? They sell female empowerment. How can a pair of like tacky ass (laughs) tights empower you? I'd never seen them before today, but they are hideous as hell. So, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so cult mentality. Oh, lordy, lordy. So, anyway, um, bueno, not a very nice subject to talk yeah, about. Yeah, after that, after this, <laughs> there's no so, way to transition. Um, this week, um, the Parkland shooter, este, ¿cómo se llama Chiquito? I don't remember his name because I, I'm, I'm of the mind that I try not to give any publicity to the people who, who commit these atrocious acts. So, I. I try not to like learn about them. You know what I mean? It's just like that's the guy who did the shooting. Well, it's not like you're gonna put his name on a billboard. No, no, but you know what I mean because initially, Nicholas Cruz. well, you know okay, what I mean because Nicholas initially Cruz. when these things would happen, it became about like you know the shooter, the shooter, and now it's right. more about the victims. So Nicholas, which it should be, as it should be, correct? Should yeah, be. yeah. So Nicholas Cruz, who is the Parkland shooter that ended up with 16, 17 kids slaughtered in Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, um, is three years ago. Yeah. You know that Valentine's when I, when I think of that, I always think of the podcast. Yeah, because, because we recorded that day. Yeah, or, 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 we were we were on our second episode. Yeah, and then we had third. that second or third episode, and then we had like a special episode about yeah. that, and it's like, whoa, we didn't expect to have a special episode about, so soon. Yeah, about that especially. <laughs> um, so obviously everybody knows what happened. We don't need to go into detail about what happened. Um, he pled guilty this week, and um, I saw the hearing and. Um, you know, they had to go, obviously, when you're pleading guilty to such a huge mm-hmm. um, charge like this, and there was, I think there was 36 charges, mm-hmm. um, you have to go one by one and read an enormous amount of, of you know, legalese mm-hmm. to get it on the record, to make sure that it's all on the record, that he understood what he was being charged in, he understood that he was waiving his rights. Charge or count by count by count by count. Okay. Um, so it, it's very exhausting. Um, and then he wanted to speak to the victims. and The, the families. The families. Mm-hmm. And he... Who are victims. Yeah, that's um, true. <clears throat> and he apologized. And then he kind of went on a rant about drugs and TV. And I don't even know what else. Because he's going to go through the um, sentencing phase shortly right. where a jury will determine if he should uh be uh sentenced to death or if he life. should be in jail without parole um so life sentence or death sentence yeah right. um so like what are your thoughts on that um 
I mean, in what sense? Should, should we I, I let, guess I don't. Well, should we let somebody like him, who did such a terrible, terrible, awful crime, should we let him address the court and apologize? Do you think somebody like that just get rid of them? Um so I think, well, okay, I think that he should be allowed to address the court because that's his right, you know, uh, uh, as part of our judicial system. That is, you know, part of part of the right. Also, I don't know, but maybe that was part of... Uh, well, not necessarily. Well, but that's... You have, you have a right to mm-hmm. um, confront your accuser. Um, right, well, fair enough, fair enough. Well, but I know sometimes that, like, conditions for certain sentencing and certain things is like you have to allocute. So maybe that was part of it, too. Um, but... Sure, you can give your statement and you can apologize. And, you know, I was telling you earlier, you know, one of the reporters had said, and I know why she said it and we all say it. And, you know, what else are you going to say? You know, oh, you know, this is him apologizing. You know, hopefully now this is coming to an end. You know, the the trial, the family can have closure. And regardless of whether he apologizes or not or speaks or not or the, the he gets life or death or, you know, or whatever, those families will never have closure. There no, is no closure to the death of a child. It's just not a thing. Like, especially a child that dies in such a violent, it, like, horrific, nonsensical manner. There is no closure. Again, I understand what she meant. I understand. That's what you say, right? I mean, it, it, it's what you do. So, yeah, I think, you know, fine, you can make your statement and what have you. But it, it just became just an incoherent ramble. And well, if you were on, if you were on that jury, mm-hmm. would you sentence him to death or life in prison? That's a tough one because I don't know that I would want somebody's essentially somebody's death on my hands because ultimately that's what happens. Now, granted, we all know that to actually die in a in a jail, you have to exhaust. I don't know how many appeals and. Most people who are sentenced to death actually wind up just dying in jail of old age anyway. So, nine times out of ten... Well, no, that wouldn't be the case for him because he's really young. Right, right, no, no, but I'm saying, but nine times out of ten, I mean, by the time he... Well, yeah, because by the time he exhausts his appeals, he'd probably be, like, in his 40s. Because, um, what, he was 17 at the time, so he's, like, 19 now? Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would automatically go with the death penalty. I... I think that if I if somebody had a persuasive argument, I might be swayed. Um, but I, I I I really don't know. I really don't know because putting him to death isn't going to bring back these these children, you know. And I don't know. Maybe I would look toward the families and you know and and statements that they may have made in the past. I know you're not supposed to do that when you're on a jury. You're not supposed to look at outside sources. But you know, maybe these are families who. As, as happens many times, you know, they give victim statements and say things like, you know, we, we don't want you to die. We want you to live in prison forever. So you have to face your consequences day in and day out. Death sometimes is a much easier, you know. Well, because the, the reason death, I, is, death is, because death the, is the, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because, you know, <clears throat> I, I'm against the death penalty. That's something I've always had a very hard line mm-hmm. um stand a stance about mm-hmm. i i am against the death penalty that's not to say that there are not people who deserve to die right. because of the crimes that they have done 
I understand, you know, knock on wood, um, thankfully, um, thank God, I've never been in a position where right. I had a loved one um, or somebody killed. close yeah. to me killed in, in that sense that I've had that anger or that loss at the hands of someone. Right. And it's, I understand that if you're in that situation, you see it of rightfully so very differently. Um, all those things. What what in his, in this particular case really kind of just it's just such a it's such a tragedy from every perspective is you know it's not only the poor kids that he killed and the families that are forever affected by that but he himself is very much a victim like he was adopted his parents adoptive parents died his mom I think was either um, incapacitated his biological mother. Mm -hmm. She couldn't take care of him. He doesn't know his father is. He fell through the cracks. Like it is well known. He had a history of mental abuse of uh, mental illness mm -hmm. um, and different agencies know about it. And he fell through the cracks. Mm -hmm. So this was somebody who was very, very disturbed. Um, and not that I have, I, I, I don't want to make it sound like I have compassion for him um, because what he did is just atrocious. Right. You know, I mean, he did the worst of the worst. It's inhumane. Um, but I, I, I don't think that putting him to death is going to bring change anything. Um, and there is a part of me that feels like, like I was telling you when, when, mm -hmm. when this happened, when before we started recording that I, I was telling you that I saw the the thing this morning you know he's a kid he's very young and I'm thinking like that's somebody's child like yes the other kids the kids that died that that's like because I, I, I was thinking like I see what you're can, saying can you imagine but... the agony that like the same way that the other family has a loss can you imagine being that kid's family that my God forbid my kid like killed all these people like can you imagine the agony that family would have gone through i agree but once and, you commit an act like that to me i shut down any any type of thinking of like that's someone's son you know it sucks that he I, fell through the cracks but i'm not gonna feel bad for him it's not that i feel bad for him like i'm not gonna like, think like, of him as like i i i it's not that i feel i feel bad for him but i that's why i'm against the death penalty because i never wanted to be I never want to be in a position where I feel that I've lost the aspect of humanity for someone. Even if that person is an evil person, even if that person deserves to be dead, even if that person has hurt a lot of people. Because I think you have to keep the aspect of humanity alive, uh, front and center. And I think that, especially from a governmental, um, mm -hmm. or whether it's a legal or government stance, I, I've always said this. I don't think the same way that I don't think that the government should get involved in a woman's body. I don't think the government should have the power to put somebody to death. I don't. I don't. Um, I've always had a very, very like como te dije, mm -hmm. hard stance yeah. stance on that. Um, again, he cannot be in society. He's no, not well at all. Um, but I just, I, I, I would not put him to death. I, I'm not. I would not put him to death for many reasons. Mm -hmm. um, I also think that, and again, it's not a defense. It's not a free pass. I don't think he's all there. I think he has. Fair enough, but he I has. Mean, because so what, what he did, what he did is not something that a sane, and he hasn't been declared insane. 
Yeah, but, they didn't go for that but, defense. But it's not something that a rational thinking, sane, you know, person does. I don't disagree, but I, again... I, the and minute, again, that doesn't give him a free pass. The minute you do something like that to me, yeah, that's it. Uh, you know, cruji raya. Like, you're you're done. Whether I can put you to death or not is a different story. Because, again, I, I don't know that I'd... I don't know how I would feel knowing that I, I sentenced someone to death. Right, but but the thing is... But I don't have an issue when, with, when, with, when, with when, it being there. When people say that, like, oh, you know, once you do that, that's it. You're done. Yeah, you're done. But the thing is that you need to also look into it because his story, his story has repeated itself, you know, because the same thing happened with Adam Lanza, who um, shot up um, the the kid, the little kid, Sandy Hook, the same thing. He was... A young guy. Oh, we can have the discussion guy, about mental health uh, many times over. Severe mental health issues, um, depressed, um, so on and so forth. Pero uno no quita del otro. No, uno no quita del otro. And, and again, I'm not saying that. They, of course, these people need to be punished. These people don't belong in society. Right. They belong in jail forever, right? But the problem is that you, you can't lose the humanity aspect of it because... These people were flawed. And in order for us to move on and try to curtail this in some way, you need to see why were they flawed. No, I don't disagree with you. Like I said, we can have the conversation about, you know, it's why you have profiles of serial killers. Right. Why, why, why so were you can try what, to identify them early. What, what were the common traits? What right. were the common behaviors? No, no. What? He should be studied to hopefully prevent future occurrences of this nature. But... I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you fell through the cracks and it sucks, but you know what? You, you committed, you committed murder, multiple murders. No, you committed, you know, a massacre. I mean, and, and it's, and it's time to pay the piper, baby. You know, that's like this kid, the 18 year old kid who shot the, the, the 28 year old policeman the other day. Mm -hmm. Sorry. You're 18. You shot a human being, period. And you killed them. No, sorry. I have no no sympathy for you. It's not that I have sympathy. I'm not saying for you them. do. It's not that I have sympathy for them, but but I I always like to look at the person's upbringing. And I could tell you I could tell you okay. I could tell you Mina, I could tell you also from the the aspect of a parent. Ray, people I mean, have shitty upbringings I, that I, don't grow up to do these things. Yes, Ishmael, but not everybody is the same. Not everybody's the same. And there's some people who have awful upbringings, awful, just awful from abuse. And again, that doesn't give them a free pass. We shouldn't say, okay, you had a shitty childhood. You had abusive parents. Okay, you killed 10 people. Okay, don't do it again, right? right. It's you not know, a full house moment. You know, it wasn't your fault because you had a shitty childhood. No, it is your fault. Right, because there's a lot of, as you said, there's a lot of shitty people that do shitty things, that have shitty things happen to them that don't go go up and shoot up a place, right. Right? right? But what I'm saying is that I never like to lose a humanity aspect of it, even if that person needs to pay the consequences. You know, because a lot of these people were people that were very abused and people that had terrible upbringings, terrible people all around them. And I can tell you, you know, now that I'm a parent, it's like, I mean, I'm not saying anything that nobody... Yeah, doesn't Nothing know. New, it yeah. hasn't been said a thousand times. Raising a child is 
an almost impossible thing to do, especially nowadays in this age of information, that anything and everything can be affecting your child, the way your child acts and the way your child sees the world. It's so overwhelming and complex that even when you're trying... And doing everything right, quote unquote. And doing everything right, that train gets derailed. So imagine, you know, when you grow up... and, and, And another thing that I always tell you, you know, I'm a guardian at litem. I see kids right. at their worst. And what do I always tell you? Or what I, you know, I've talked about that several times here on the yeah. show. What what do I always say about these kids? A lot of these kids that I've worked with, I'm like, shit, these kids don't have a chance. Yeah, after, they a, don't certain, have a, after a certain point, that's it. They don't have a chance because raising a kid is so difficult. And these kids don't have parents that care about them, don't have grandparents that care about them, are growing up in yeah, no terrible circumstances. You know, everybody's failing them. These kids don't have a freaking chance. So, yes, if those kids grow up to, you know, shoot up a place, it's not like, okay, well, you get a free pass because you had, a, a, again, a <laughs> shitty childhood. Right. But what I'm saying is that I don't lose the aspect of the humanity of the person. It's like, fuck, look at how that person was raised. This is why, like, a lot of the things that turned out to be turned out to be. If only somebody would have intervened and if I only agree with you. there would have been I, I don't a disagree difference with that. to make a different turn. So I don't disagree with that, but that's, but that's a, that I, I almost feel like that's a wholly different conversation because now we're talking about the lack of mental health resources, you know, the lack of, of acknowledgement, the lack of help, the lack of funding that these things get. Right, and, but, but it, it's a separate conversation, but it isn't. I just don't have the attitude of like, okay, well you did something wrong, you know, now you're paying the consequences. Fuck you. We're done with you. I, I also don't see it that way. I see it, it. It's more complex than that. Um, but you know, that's just my two cents on it. I don't know. I just don't think everybody has redemption in them. You don't think everybody has redemption? Uh, you mean that for an, from an objective like you? Redemption that you find I, yourself or public wise? Both. I think there are some people who just are just quote unquote born bad, which I know is is not correct, but. You know, there are people who are just born sociopaths. There are people who are just born psychopaths and or whatever the terminology is nowadays. And, you know, like you said earlier, you can't put them back in society. I don't know if the death penalty is the answer, but I'm just saying you got to just throw the book at them, whatever that book means. Okay. Because somebody who's done things, somebody who's, I'll use, I'll, I'll lessen the scope, shall we say, serial rapist, they're not going to just stop. Right. The, recidiv- the, the recidivism rate is huge. So you need to do what you need to do to take that person out of the quote-unquote you know, society as, as a whole because they what will about, not stop. What about pedophiles? Because that's, really, that's a really controversial one. Pedophiles? Pedo- yeah, pedophilia that, that, yeah. is a mental it's illness. It's a mental illness, it yeah. Is, it is classified yeah, as a yeah. mental illness. So these are people who are born ill. The difference is that for, I mean, the difference as far as i know is that with pedof- with pedophilia you do at least have and i guess with serial rapists too you do have the the option of chemical castration as well so in theory you have something that can be offered for someone who wishes to you know really just turn that off oh 
Okay, well, let's stop that there because we are not going to have a conversation of <laughs> pedophilia on Pero Let Me Tell You. We're just not. <laughs> We're just not. We talk about heavy subjects here sometimes. We're going to draw the line there. Right. Yes. Yes. That's yes. The, we found the line. Yes, we found the we line. We found the line. Pedophilia, we are not going to talk about We're on Pero Let Me Tell You. <laughs> pedophilia is bad. It's horrible. It's disgusting. It's bad, bad, yes. bad, bad, bad. I, we will never say otherwise. We are not going to talk about that on Pero Let Me Tell You. I think we've said all we need to say. Yeah, we all need to say. Let's talk about my cake again. That's <laughs> exactly. Just like, actually, how are you talk about the cake for so long I want cake I know I want cake too do you still have some cake left no no damn it because you have like 45 cakes where can we have cake at this time Danny's is the only place I thought cake Danny's Danny's on the any they have like a chocolate cake Denny's? Denny's isn't a dessert anymore. Denny's out at the end. El mismo apple strudel ese. La mierda esa de ahí. Whatever. And batido. Batido. But not Herbalife Batidos. No. <laughs> not Herbalife Batidos. That's funny. So, anyway. This has made me thirsty. Has it? Yes. All right. So, do you want to go first? Or no, you go I? first. I always feel that I go first. You really don't. You pass it off to me a lot of times. So, okay. So, I'm actually going to give my last soda, and this is like, it's kind of a dated soda, but I'm going to give my last soda to Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, she's gotten our soda before. She has, but I'm going to give it to her for a very specific reason. Okay, Dime. So, a couple weeks ago, and I say a couple weeks because I really don't remember when this happened, um, they had the people from Shark Tank on, and Barbara Corcoran was on, and apparently, Barbara Corcoran made some type of a, of a crack about Whoopi's weight. Or said something that that, of course, in this day and age, became. Wait, I missed this because she she said some because Whoopi said something like you know, oh, I'll send you some of my clothes or whatever, and Barbara said like, oh, I can't fit in your clothes or something like that, right? Something oh, to that effect. Barbara, you said that to Whoopi. <laughs> but here's the thing, everybody ran with it and you know made it a big deal, and Barbara Corcoran is fat shaming Whoopi Goldberg and this and that and blah 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 blah, blah right? So eventually. She, they, they, they got around to asking Whoopi, you know, somebody got around to asking her, you know, oh, well, what happened? Blah, blah. Um, and, you know, do you have any bad feelings or whatever? And she said, like, no, it's not weird between us. That's who she is. And no, it takes a lot more to offend me. I've known her too long. We've known each other 25 years, Goldberg said. So I'm giving her the last soda because, Whoopi, again, I, I do think it takes a lot to offend Whoopi. Um, but I love her, her her reply in a way was something that I think you and I have talked about a couple times, which is, a veces la gente se ofenden por parte de la gente without knowing the, the story behind it. Yeah, or if that was not you. Shut up. Right. Sit down. Because there are times where I'm sure you've said things to me and I've said things to you that a passerby would be like, I, but they're, why, are they, why are they saying such hurtful things or whatever? And it's like, no, we've known each other for 30 years. You know how I mean something and I know how you mean something. And, you know... What we say in between, it's like brothers, you know, like siblings. You can say shit to each other and you know hasta donde puede llegar. Right. You know? So I'm I'm giving it to her for, for basically making that statement. And, and you know, in this day and age, most people would be like, you know, not most people, but a lot of people would be like, you know, I was so shocked and saddened by her comments. You Cancel know? Shark Tank. In this, yeah, in this day and age, get you her, know, we should celebrate all of the bodies and this and that and blah, blah. And she basically came out and she's just like, no, whatever. I've known her for 25 years. Like, it didn't I'm not me. watching Shark Tank. Move get on. Get her off. You know? So, Whoopi Goldberg. Well, there we go. There we go. Ooh, I, just, bueno. I just popped my knee. That's wonderful. That was, that was very loud. <laughs> so. I'm going to make it short and sweet. Um, I'm going to give my uh, last soda to Colin Powell, who we lost this <gasps> That's week. That's right. Um, 
you know, I I can't say I always agreed with him politically. Um, he's a Republican, um, but he was a man of integrity, and he's a man that um, military man, military man who defended our country, and most importantly, recently. He did not take part in the big lie and he shot out, you know, he was very critical of the Trump administration and, you know, and very vocal about what's yeah. right. And, um, you know, even if I disagree with somebody politically, I have to at least give oh, when them, somebody has integrity, they have integrity, give them that. And, and I think when it came down right to that, to, to being a class act, when it came to, you know, the foundation of our democracy. It's <laughs> he, a little thing. He um, he was on the right side of it. Yeah. So, and for the record, you know, yes, he died from complications of COVID. Yes, he was vaccinated, but also he had a form of blood cancer, which also affects his immune system. Right. So, and I bring that up because a lot of people are like, you know, oh look, even with the vaccine, you know, he died, and it's like, well, yes, but he also had blood cancer, and he was eighty four. Yeah. So. so. So this soda is for you. Oh, I yawned. Okay. It's because you don't have cake. I really want cake by the ocean now. That's just I keep on hope. That's, that's a lot of a sand. Good song. I freaking that song. love that song. Okay, quick. What song do you like more? That? Do you like that song? Uh, okay. Or um because you're so sexy, beautiful, and everybody Jealous? I'm jealous. What song do you like more? They're kind of different, so I, I don't know if I can compare them. I'm going to go with Cake by the Ocean. Me too. I like Jealous. Yeah, but I'm going to go... With, there's something more fun about... Yeah, Cake by the Ocean came out of nowhere, because you thought Joe Jonas' solo career was over? Yeah. Although he this technically with that band that he did. DNC. Um, yeah. But that song is good. Yeah. I, I like Jealous. I'm, no, it's a good song, but it's it's very different than, than Cake by yeah, the Ocean. Yeah, but it's a Jonas song. That's true. So. Still waiting for Kevin's solo album. It's not happening. <laughs> Is he the fetch of the Jonas Brothers? I, well... <laughs> you know what? Maybe he is. Because I think that Kevin Jonas gets a lot of attention for being Kevin for Jonas. For not getting attention? For not getting attention. Hey, yeah. 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 And that's hard to do. Yeah. That is very hard to get attention for not getting attention. Right. <laughs> so... Who's getting attention now? It's like, hmm. I know. He should he should um talk to Chrissy Teigen so she can learn how, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Whenever she gets over what she gets over, oh my god, the comeback tour. Really? Going through all these like <sighs> I lost myself and I need to find myself <laughs> and, and I I was lost within my head and yeah. Okay. Great. And Moving I really on. needed, and John was so supportive, and I really needed to like sit back and really look inside and find the person that I am because it, there was just so much noise. There's just so much noise. Does she have so much choreography in her head? Yeah. There's just so much noise, and I said things and put things on social media. All that, these comeback tours are the same. Yeah. That I shouldn't have put, and and you know I regret that because I hurt people. I hurt people, and I don't want to hurt people. I'm a lover. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a reality star. I I've suffered a, a loss. Yeah. Um, and and I, I just, yeah. And I, yeah, I just, my husband. John is so amazing. <laughs> there you just heard the... There, we, ju we just did it for you. Chris, Chris, you don't even have to go. You don't even have to do it anymore. Because all of me loves... Ay, que pareja me cae mal. 
Okay, wait. Well, they're not coming on the show either. So with that, on that, that was note, the object of this episode. Let's knock people note, out. We hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. Remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And thank you so much for joining us this week, everybody. Have a great weekend, pero weekend. Um, thank you for joining us. Cuídense, mi gente. Bye. Pero let me tell you, is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano. Produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes.